Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Clark, research analyst with Money and Markets with your Bull and the Bear podcast. We uh, do two of these every week, so make sure you uh, listen to this and then tune in at the weekend where uh, we'll have uh, three credible buy recommendations uh, or maybe two, depending. I may have a scheduling issue, but at least myself and Charles Sizemore uh, will be on to uh, give you a couple buy recommendations for you. Uh, at the weekend. Now, before I get started, I do want to remind you to make sure you check out moneyandmarkets.com. Each and every day, uh, uh, the team, uh, we work very, very hard to provide you uh, safe and sound profitable investment information to uh, help you make uh, portfolio investing easy uh, and safe. You'll get uh, things from myself, from Charles Sizemore, who's our co-editor of Green Zone Fortunes, and our chief investment strategist, Adam O'Dell. And we provide you this content each and every day. While you're at moneymarkets.com, make sure you sign up for our free daily e-letter. Uh, you'll get uh, an email each and every mo- each and every morning, uh, seven days a week. Uh, we barely, barely even take holidays off, uh, and it will have all that information for you right there at the click of a button. So that's moneymarkets.com. Make sure you check that out. Now, on with today's podcast. Um, you know, you've heard the saying that knowledge is power, right? I mean, it's it's very common. It's been it's been one of those popular sayings for years. And there's a lot of truth to it. Um, you know, if you stop and really think about it, the more knowledge and information that you have, uh, the better position you are for uh, your personal life, your job, and even beyond that. So obviously, the more information, the more knowledge you have, the better suited you are for whatever challenge maybe uh, you may be facing, whether it's personal professional or otherwise. Now, and there's a ton of information and data out there. You know me, I love data. Uh, I love numbers. I love it. But there's a lot of data out there that is beyond numbers. It's, uh, you know, know, names, addresses, phone numbers, uh, you know, various data points for even the stocks that we talk about, you know, all that data, all those charts that I show you that all has to be built off of data. And the biggest challenge, or one of the biggest challenges rather with data is not only um, how do you store it all, because there's a ton of it out there, but it's keeping it secure because data is not all in one location. It's spread out all around the globe. Um, I, I give you an example. When I was in North Carolina, uh, at a, at working as the editor of a newspaper, right there, there was a Facebook data center close by. And this is where Facebook stored all the data that you put into Facebook uh, on the East Coast. And they had data centers in, in North Carolina. They were opening one up in Sweden. They had one, I think, in Oregon. You know, they have these data centers everywhere. And, and companies that deal with, with a lot of data have these data centers to be able to process uh, this massive amount of information. But the big challenge is, is trying to keep it secure. You see headlines all the time about how uh, credit companies, hotels, wherever, they get hacked. And, and, and these hackers are aiming for one thing in particular, and that is your information your credit card number, your social security number, um, your banking information, your name, your address, and they use these for all, they use this information for all sorts of nefarious purposes, whether it be to steal your identity, maybe to open a credit card in your account, maybe to buy a house in your name, you know, it could be any number of things. It's very scary out there, especially with the amount of data that we have uh, that you probably don't even realize is actually data points that, be, that are stored. So companies are, you know, they're, they're trying to find ways to really safeguard that information. Because the last thing you want is to have your data stolen and explain to a large customer base, oh, hey, by the way, um, all your data was recently stolen, and we don't know what happened to it. Um, that's not good customer service for any business, no matter what you're in. Uh, and so 
companies are spending billions and billions of dollars to really bolster their cybersecurity. In they're enforcing better firewalls, uh, stronger data encryption to make the data harder to read, and, and other methods are being employed as ways to stop hackers from getting your information and using it in a bad way. Uh, now, in 2017, I, I was doing some research, and companies around the world spent about $137.6 billion on cybersecurity. Uh, and, and that's a lot. That's a lot of money uh, globally. Uh, but technology changes by the minute. And hackers are finding more and more creative ways to get around all those safeguards. Uh, and so by 2023, it's projected that the global uh, cybersecurity market revenue will top $248.3 billion. That's an 80% increase in just five years. Uh, and that's because companies are becoming more cognizant of the fact that they need to safeguard their data, whether it be a small amount, like maybe a small business, or a large amount, like a company like Facebook or Twitter or, or someone like that. They have to safeguard this data because they don't want it breached. Uh, and, and cybersecurity companies actually have a pretty strong benefit. Uh, and if you want to call it that, it's kind of a loose way of saying it. But with ever-changing technology and hackers that are getting smarter by the day, the need for cybersecurity products continues to grow. Um, and it means companies who you know, buy cybersecurity products today are going to have to keep updating their infrastructure to keep that data secure. They're going to have to keep updating their software. They're going to have to update their hardware. Whatever they are happening to use uh, to secure data, they're going to have to continue to upgrade. It's, it's a nonstop process, and it's one that won't, you know, it's not going to end anytime soon, as I said. Now, as an investor, you'll find hundreds of companies around the world that either specialize or have some sort of tieback to the cybersecurity sector. Some of them are very good and some of them just aren't. That's the nature of the market. Uh, and sifting through them, you know, to find just that right one that you like can be pretty taxing. It's a lot of charts. It's a lot of information you have to go through and then trying to decipher your own screens and things like that. But I have a solution. I'm going to tell you what it is today. I found an exchange traded fund or an ETF that specializes in investing in cybersecurity companies. More specifically, it invests in companies that are positioned to benefit from having the, from the increasing role cybersecurity has on technology. Uh, the companies that invest in offer cybersecurity to help prevent attacks on applications, uh, computers, mobile devices, networks, systems, all kinds of things. It's the Global X Cybersecurity ETF. It goes under the, it trades on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol BUG, B-U-G, kind of creative. Uh, and it focuses on growth stocks in the cybersecurity sector. Now, at last look, it's got about 27 holdings in the portfolio, and nearly three-quarters of those holdings are based here in the United States. The rest of the holdings are spread out over Israel, Japan, the United Kingdom, and South Korea. It holds cybersecurity giants like CrowdStrike Holdings, uh, Palo Alto Networks, and even Fortinet Incorporated. These are very big names in terms of cybersecurity. They are all held within this ETF. And Bug currently has, at last look, about $855.7 million in assets under management. So it's not a huge ETF, but it's also not very small either. The stock price hit a low of about $11.91 during the March 2020 coronavirus crash, but rebounded to a 52-week high of $29.20 in mid-February of 2021. That's 145% gain in stock price. It's pared back slightly due to the recent tech stock, stock sell-off, say that five times fast, but it's still up 120% off its March 2020 low. Now, despite the pullback, Bug is still one of the best performers in terms of a cybersecurity ETF. I compared Bug, uh, which in the chart I, I'll show on video, is the green line to the S&P 500, which is the yellow line, and the technology sect, uh, select sector spider fund ETF, 
which is uh, XLK, which is the red line, and found the performance pretty eye-opening. In the last 12 months, the S&P 500 has a return of about 28.8%. XLK, which is the uh, technology fund ETF, uh, has returned about 47.6%. Bug, however, has blown them both away, returning nearly 70% in the last 12 months. Additionally, because it's an ETF, it pays its shareholders a dividend. The dividend yield is about 0.48%, giving it a, an indicated annual dividend of around 13 cents. It's not a big payday, but considering the price of the stock presently, it's really not that bad. Um, plus, something is better than nothing at all. So if you want to capitalize on the trend of increased spending for cybersecurity and, and going through stock chart after stock chart just really isn't your cup of tea, then you know, Bug gives you great exposure to the cybersecurity sector. Its performance is one of the best against uh, both the market and its peers. So now, before I close things up, I do want to make sure that you check out our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this as a traditional podcast, just go over to youtube.com, uh, search Money and Markets. We have the green bull and bear logo. Make sure you click that and also be sure to subscribe so you get notified each and every time we post up a new video. If you want to listen to the Bull and the Bear as a podcast, maybe you'd rather listen to us by phone, on your phone, or on your computer, or on your tablet, you can do so on your favorite podcast syndicator. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other even regional, uh, regional podcast syndicators. So make sure you subscribe, get alerted each and every time we lay out a new podcast for you. Also, leave us a review or a comment on any of these platforms. I love looking at your feedback and reading it and even responding to it. Uh, if you do have a question or maybe a stock or sector you'd like us to look at, you can email us at thebullandthebear at moneyandmarkets.com. We'd love to do that as well. Also, head over to moneyandmarkets.com, sign up for our free daily e-letter. In it, we give you safe, sound, profitable investment information to help make investing easy for you. Coming up, uh, we have much, much more. We'll have our weekend edition of the Bull and the Bear podcast, uh, as well as uh, stay tuned well the Money and Markets uh, uh, Marijuana Market Update, and then our week ahead coming up on the weekend. Until then, this is Money and Markets Research Analyst and host of the Bull and the Bear podcast, Matt Clark, wishing you all safe trading. You've been listening to the Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you. Thank <laughs> you.